still seated on the throne, that there's victory when you call the name of everything. The name that demons tremble at the name of Jesus. Man. Falls, it won't prevail. Cause the God of certain knows only how to triumph. My God will never fail. Oh, my God will never fail. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory for the
just stay right there thinking about the goodness of God and how it runs us down in the New Testament in Corinthians it says that the grace of God Mm. abounds toward us to overtake us and so that is exciting news today well if you are with us Converge Live you may be seated if you are joining us by rebroadcast we would like to say welcome whether you're a first-time guest with us live here in person or if you're joining us for the first time online, we say thank you. We know that you have options, and we so appreciate you stopping by to see what God has to say through Converge today. If you are with us live and this is your first time, we're going to ask that you meet one of our guest services, guest service, servant leaders outside, and we have a small token of appreciation just to say thank you for stopping by. You can also leave your information as little or as much as you would like. I promise you, we will not let anybody run after and overtake you (laughs) (laughs) and chase it. We are not gonna run after you like the Lord is running after you, but we just want you to be connected with what's going on here at Converge. If this is your first time and you're joining by rebroadcast, we would love for you to let us know so you can send us an email at info at we are 
wearconverge.com. Again, that is info at wearconverge.com. And you can send us a little something. And if you leave your address, <laughs> I'll send you a little something. There you go. We would also like for you, whether you're in person or online, to follow, like, and share all of our services and information. You can join us on Facebook yep. and Instagram at We Are Converge, and you can follow along with all of our services in the Bible app, in the Uversion Bible app that yeah. you can see on the screen right here. Excellent. Yes, speaking of the Bible app, we are in our full Bible immersion campaign. And yeah, at least some people are excited. Um, so what we're doing is we're going through the book of Acts, uh, and we're reading one chapter a day. So if uh, you've been following along today, we're reading Acts chapter 9, because it's the 9th of October. And we're going to read the book of Acts all the way through. And again, as usual, all we're asking you as you're reading is for you to journal, write your thoughts, and whatever God is speaking into you in that moment, um, and then see what God is revealing to you as you read these scriptures. Uh, because what we're seeing in the book of Acts is the first century church that is powerful, and it's showing us a blueprint for how we could be a powerful church in the 21st century as well so please please follow along uh you can jump on anytime and so if you haven't started you can start today with acts chapter 9 uh and we promise you will not regret it um yeah and so next week um next week we will not be meeting here in person uh, because we have the Balloon Festival. So Converge will be online only. Uh, Preston Trail is having the Balloon Glow Festival. Uh, you should join. Uh, we've been welcomed here by them and they've invited us to be a part of what they're doing next week. So we are asking you, Converge, to also participate. Um, and so the service will be on Sunday morning. It'll be on YouTube, Facebook, and on Instagram, all of our channels. Uh, but we will not be meeting live on October 16th. And then, finally, we're getting into one of the best parts of the service, and that is our giving of our tithes and offering. Um, we have multiple ways to give here at Converge. Uh, if you need an envelope, the ushers are in the aisles, and they will get one to you. And we ask that you fill the envelope in its entirety uh, so that we can properly uh, account for your giving. You can also give uh, by text, by texting the word Converge Give and the dollar amount to 77977. Again, it's Converge Give plus the dollar amount to 77977. Uh, you can also give online at weareconverge.com. Um, so yes, uh, we'll go ahead and pray for the gifts that we're about to receive. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, that you have given us generous hearts. We thank you, Father, that everything that we're doing, we can do because you have given us the means to do it. And Father, we thank you that everything that you have given us is able to build your church and to achieve missions all over the world. And Father, we thank you for every hand that is giving and every heart that desires to give but is unable. Father, we know that your grace will abound toward each and every person. And Father, that you will cover every single need that we have. And so, Lord, we trust you with everything that you've given us and we promise to be good stewards. We'll try. Uh, and Father, we ask that you continue to bless the works of our hands, that we may worship you in every aspect of our lives. And it is in your name, Jesus, that we pray. Amen. 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 Enjoy the rest of your service. Yes. So, uh, interrupting a regularly scheduled program with one more announcement. Um, 
I know you noticed the balloons here, and Pastor Ray has been wondering what's going on. I'm sure Pastor Wendy is wondering as well. And uh, it's October, y'all, so it is Clergy Appreciation Month. And so, yeah, 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 it is. And tomorrow, Sunday the 10th, is Clergy or Pastor Appreciation Day. And uh, since we are here today uh, in our live worship experience, we just wanted to take a moment to, you know, deck up here man and make it look good to show you all how much we love and appreciate you but 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 um this is this is really just you know the uh what do you call it starter yeah let's call it that uh because the truth is we really do love and appreciate every single thing that you do and yeah exactly words could not words fail to express how much we appreciate you and Truthfully, we appreciate you more than just in October, more than just this one day. We appreciate you every single day for everything that you're doing. But I would not want to put words in people's mouths, so here is what Converge Nation has to say. Check it out. Hey, y'all, Rob here. What in the world do I appreciate most about Pastor Ray and Pastor Wendy? I'll tell you what, from day one when I walked in, what I appreciate the most was the genuine love and acceptance that they just glowed with. It's a love of Christ that is in them. So their love for Jesus, people, uh, that is just uh, absolutely amazing. And I so appreciate that because it's so genuine. Uh, they just tell us the truth. They're an open book. And that is a wonderful and refreshing uh, culture that they bring to converge. Um, in terms of how my life has been impacted, man, I got to tell you, I, uh, I, I've only, you know, I, I say I'm probably a, a rookie there right now because everybody's been there for, for years. But in this short time, I don't know, three, four months, uh, the impact has been phenomenal. I mean, they reach out to you, they care about you, and they truly do love you, uh, using that word as a verb. So, man, it's a blessing. It is an honor to be a part of the church and uh, to know them personally and to know that they care for me and my family and have welcomed us into theirs. God bless you guys really do appreciate you and we shall see you soon pastor ray pastor wendy first of all happy pastors appreciation so what we really want to say is appreciation you know when we think about that word is to esteem or hold a high value to. however we can say the word appreciation all we want to that's the baseline we will never understand the, the amount of prayers you prayed over the years. We'll never be able to place a true value in all the tears you've cried, all the heartbrokenness that you've had, because we know leading sometimes is very challenging. We'll never understand the sacrifice that you've paid for your own personal family and your own personal life. However, with that being said, you are truly appreciated. Thank you, Pastor Ray and Pastor Wendy, again, words Church, but to Dexter and I personally, we love you. We appreciate you.
appreciate you and we pray that this next year ahead does bring God's abundant blessings upon you and upon your ministry at Converge. We love you guys. Hey guys, we love you. Like I said, that's just a baseline appreciation. If there was another word above appreciation, then we would say that. So with the limited that we can say for all that you do, all that you're gonna do, all that you have done, and all that you wanna do, but you decided not to do, you are truly, uh, don't sing the song. What's that? You are truly appreciated song? I don't know. Appreciated. We love you. Oh, we only got two minutes. Appreciated. Uh uh. Appreciated. Love you guys. Appreciate you guys. Pastor's appreciation to you guys. I'm so thankful to God uh, that uh, I was able to be a part of your church, that He sent me. Uh, to City Church, now Converge Church, to be a part of that ministry. And I'm so thankful that my wife and I were able to be there and be a part of that church for two years, uh, two of the three years that we lived in Texas. And not only that, uh, for the three years since we've been back in California that our friendship and relationship has maintained. You two are lovely people. Uh, as Pastor Ray would say, it is it is deep and wide. Uh, the, the love that we have, my wife and I, she's going to do her own video uh, because I'm in my car, as you can see, rolling around here in these L.A. streets. But anyway, I love you guys. I'm so thankful uh, that I was there to be there under that ministry to experience you guys as pastors and also as friends and look forward uh, to years to continue to be in friendship uh, with you guys in partnership and in, uh, in ministry together. And also know all right, my church's 10 year anniversary is in two years, 2023. It'll be 10 years from Road to Damascus, and we are flying y'all back out here to do your thing. Everybody's still talking about it when you were here, uh, and we're going to bring you back in 2023. Love you guys. Be blessed and uh, happy again. Happy Pastors Appreciation Day. Pastors Ray and Wendy Harmon, the Siglers are joining our love with Converge Church and Converge Nation to say we appreciate you for Pastors Appreciation Month. October 2021, we just want to extend our love and our heartfelt prayers for you being pastors. God said he would give us pastors after his own heart. But not only pastors, we consider you some of our dear and treasured friends. It is a truly a blessing to have this honor and just to know not only just pastors, but friends of our heart, friends of our lives, Thank you so much for all you do, for everyone at Converge, everyone that knows you, touch you, love on you, and you love on them. Thank you so much, again, for all you do and who, all who you are. God truly trusts you and all that he has blessed you with. The love is deep. The love is wide. We love you. Happy Pastor's Appreciation Month. Hi, Pastor Wendy. Hi, Pastor Ray. We love you so, so much. Thank you for pouring into us and our family. We love you. We love you. Hi, Pastors Britt and Wendy. Teddy and Xiomara here. We just want to say thank you so much for being so humble and so kind and selfless. You welcomed us, what, three three years ago? Um, no questions asked. You you welcomed us. You welcomed us into your church. You let us be ourselves. You allowed us to find a space at the church, and um, your love and kindness towards people and towards Jesus is absolutely beautiful. Um, you are selfless. You are humble. You are empathetic. 
uh, and we are so honored and blessed to be part of your lives. We are so honored and blessed to be part of Converge Church, and I pray for many, many, many more happy, healthy years with Converge. We love you, and happy Pastor Appreciation Month. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Hey, Pastor Ray, Pastor Wendy here at the Shells. I just want to tell you how much we appreciate you, how much we love you. You guys are amazing, and we feel the prayers, we feel the care, and we could not think life without our best pastors in the world. Thank you for everything you do. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Bye. We love you. It's me, Regina. <laughs> Hi, Pastor Ray and Pastor Wendy. I just want to let you guys know how much I appreciate you. I have been with City Slash Converge Church since 2013. And one thing I can say about you all is that you are consistent. I love your consistency. I love your transparency. And I love the way you love. I love that you love me. And thank you for always being available for me. So happy clergy month. Um, just know that I don't only appreciate you in October, I appreciate you every month of the year, every day of the year. So I love you both. Hey, Pastors Ray and Wendy, this is the Mac household. And we just wanted to take <laughs> a moment to say how much we appreciate you, how much we love you. Um, and again, as Pastor Ray usually says, the love is indeed deep and wide. Um, you've given us a, a home away from home. Um, you've poured into us so much. And uh, as many people have said, we cannot comprehend the tears of happiness, the tears of sadness through everything that you guys have shared with us on our journey together. So we just wanted to take a moment um, to express the depth of our gratitude, although say words do fail yes <laughs> how much we love and appreciate you yes thank you so much i truly appreciate how you welcomed me and um made this place a home for me like you said a home away from home and i truly love you and appreciate you for everything that you have done we love you we love you happy happy pastor's appreciation <laughs> Hello, Pastor Wendy and Pastor Ray. Hi, Pastor. We wanted to say we love you so much. We wanted to say we appreciate everything and everything that you're doing in our lives and the lives of the flock of the church. So thank you and have a wonderful day. Thank you. It's winning season, as Pastor would always say. And thank you so much for being there for us. We just can't imagine life without our church. We love you. We love you. Converge Nation. Yay! Woo! Hey, Pastor Ray. Hey, Pastor Wendy. This is the Johnson family. We just wanted to say how much we love you guys and how much we appreciate you guys. We love you and we love being part of the Converge family. Thank you for always being there for us. Thank you. Hey, Pastor Ray and Pastor Wendy and Converge. So excited to be celebrating with you guys. We have been a part of the family here at Converge since 2011 and we love you. Lexi and I are so grateful for your support and your leadership over the years. And we just thank you so much for always being there. Pastor Ray, your messages are always full of life-giving practical information. 
that helps us live God's best life. And Pastor Wendy, you pray the house down. We know that if we need you, you are gonna be a mighty prayer warrior for us. And so we thank you. We love you for the support that you've given us. And we are so happy to be here to be able to celebrate with you guys. Love you guys. Mwah. Hey, Pastor Wendy and Pastor Ray. This is the Georges girls, Ashley, Alicia, and me. Jewel, we just want to tell you thank you so much for how you've welcomed us into your family over the years, all of the guidance, all of the love that you have shown us over the years. We truly appreciate you. We love being a part of Converge Church, and we love our church family. Hi, we appreciate you. Hi, we thank you for um, accepting us when we first came, and we love you guys. All right. Thank you so much, guys. Happy Pastor Appreciation Day. Hello, Pastor Ray, Pastor Wendy. This is Chuck and Sabrina Smith. We just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know how much we love and appreciate you for everything that you do for us, everything that you guys pour into us, for your teaching. And we're just happy to call you our leaders. I'm so excited that you guys adopted me into the family. And we are very grateful for your leadership over the church, everything that you've done for us in terms of blessing Frank and Logan and our extended family. And we just want to wish you a very happy Pastor's Appreciation Month. And also, not only are you our pastors, we consider you our friends and we love you very much. God bless. Love you. been to so many churches but you know y'all have my heart and you really nourish me and you cherish me and you have instilled so many things in me and I'm just so happy to do ministry in this house under your covering so thank you. Amen. Yeah. Thank you all so much for all you do. You guys work so hard pouring into everybody else. We just want to pour back into you guys on this very special day so thank you. Thank you for all you are and doing your best in everything that you do. So we're just going to take the time to appreciate you and we love you. Thank you guys for everything. You guys are always so generous and kind and welcoming and your love and your happiness is so contagious. So thank you. Yeah, and we just, again, appreciate every single thing that you do. This ministry would not be possible if it were not for your love, your hard work, and just your genuine compassion for everybody under your roof. So we thank you and thank you and we love you. From all of us at Converge Students, happy Pastor Appreciation Yay! Day. Yeah. Oh, wow. Thank you, Converge. Pastor Ray, Pastor Wendy, would you please join us on stage? Woo! Come on, Converge. Let's give it up for our awesome, awesome pastors. Yeah. Yeah. You are loved. You are dearly loved. And... Um, yeah, we just wanted to take this moment, man, to just say we love you and uh, we have a little something for you. <laughs> um, yeah, and this is from all of us at Converge. We, we love you guys. We, we really do. Thank you for everything that you guys do. Oh, Miss um, Williamson. Oh, okay. You know what? That one is, you can open that one right now. Open this right now? Right now. Okay. <laughs> 
All right, all right. All right, let's see what this is. Drum roll, please. Drum, drum roll. Drum roll, please. There we go. Wow, this is a dinner flight certificate, an experience you'll never forget. You and your guests will be on cloud nine with your customized dinner and a private aerial tour whoop, whoop, of whoop. Dallas. <laughs> Enjoy a three-course dinner and scenic flight of the Dallas skyline presented by Converge Church. Awesome. We love you guys. Wow. We love you. Wow. 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 Delta Charlie's Bar and Grill. And so we're going to, wow, this is incredible. Converge loves you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, So we get to book this ourselves. We pick a date. Whenever you want. Wow. Fantastic. Thank you guys so much, Converge. (laughs) Woo! Wow, 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 wow. All right. um, Can I borrow? uh, This is your mic. Are you going to say something? Yes. first and then I'll go I'll go next. How okay. Well are you crying? I ain't crying. Is I cried crying? a little bit. Is that is that a tear? Yeah, but it's all right. I'm minding my own tearful business, right? Said I'm not gonna cry. I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna shed a tear. Okay, yeah. all right. All right. I'll go do so... my best. I'll go do my best. Yeah. I it's feel just... it well enough. Okay. I feel it well enough. But go ahead. Go ahead, baby. Well I can stand back over no, here. No 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 you I go first. You go first. <laughs> We are so grateful. We're just grateful. And as you're sitting here listening, as I was sitting there listening to all of the tributes, you know, we've had, if you've been around Converge, you've heard our doubts and our fears and our tears and even frustrations. And I wish we could take the credit, but I think God just has given us the grace. And so we have to, the appreciation you're giving to us, we have to roll it over to God. And so, yeah, we do show up and I do pray and all of that. But I just think, you know, we had somebody ask us, we were in a counseling session and they said, how do you just listen to people's problems all the time? Well, that particular person was a mechanic. And I said, if you pop open the hood of a car, I'm just gonna stand there and look at you because I don't have the understanding of the grace. And I said, so listening to people's problems, it doesn't make me sad, but I know that that is not because of us, it's because of the grace of God. So if God was gonna pick anybody to be graced to love people, I'm glad that he chose us. And we have to also point back to you and give you appreciation because you have helped us grow over these 10 years. You have loved us through our mistakes and our humanity and our whatever, and and you're here. And so we're so grateful to God for that. And we're so grateful that Every day, every week, we get to see that God's word over us. Wow. 20 plus years ago, at least us, it was 23 years ago, but individually over our whole lives when God, when the prophecies had come forth and the laying on of hands and people said you would be in ministry and you're called to this. And so you lift your eyebrows and you're like, okay. But to see that now, We've been together, married almost 21, together 23, and that the word of the Lord is still standing strong. And that, you know, we've got people from across the world and some of our little ones that were little, little, they're now like grown, grown, grown folks. And so we've, 
We used to be the young preaching couple, <laughs> and we're not the young couple anymore. Amen. We're the, I don't know, I guess we're in the middle of the road right now. Somewhere but we're so grateful. So Amen. thank you for taking the time. Thank you. Thank you is an understatement. Like, it is. It like is. Dexter said, if there was a greater word than appreciation, <laughs> if there, I put that in my wow. thank you cards a lot of times, that it's an understatement, because thank you, you know, oh, thank you, thank you, thank yeah. you. But we just are so grateful, and we are so grateful that God is still allowing Converge to be the little church that could. We just yeah. pray we can, we pray we can, we pray we can. Amen. I, I echo everything Pastor Wendy just shared, and just from our hearts to yours, you have poured, I mean, oxygen uh, for the journey uh, with your words of ex uh, appreciation, uh, with your expressions of love. So thank you uh, for trusting us uh, to lead you on this journey. Uh, it hasn't always been easy, but it's been worth it. Yes. Every step of the way, every person the Lord has allowed us to love and serve and lead. So from my heart uh, and from Pastor Wendy's heart, I mean from our family uh, to yours, thank you. This means the world to us. And, and thank you for being intentional uh, just to love us and acknowledge uh, the goodness of God in our lives. Listen, uh, I, I feel this thing welling up in me. Somewhere between now and the end of this service, if y'all see me fall apart, y'all know why. It's because of your love. So thank you again, Converge. We love and appreciate you. God bless you. Coquetzo, Willamina. Thank you so much. And thank you for the balloons. I actually thought Preston Trail was like getting in on our new colors. <laughs> so this was a great surprise. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Converge. Well, welcome to our worship experience here at Converge. And again, my heart is full. I am elated. Uh, again, I'm, I'm, I'm holding back the tears with this smile. But Pastor Wendy and I are sincerely, sincerely, genuinely so appreciative of your thoughtfulness and your love. Um, uh, I'm tempted to take a little bit of a rabbit trail, but I won't do that because if I, if I did, if I did, we wouldn't get to, to the message tonight. As you guys know, we've been in a series we've called Rhythms over the last five weeks. This is week six of Rhythms, and initially, the plan was that we were going to do this as a mini-series where we're going to uh, talk about this idea of God preserving us and sanctifying us, spirit, soul, and body, according to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. But as we began to, to dig a little bit deeper and do a deeper dive into the series and to, into the text, uh, we discovered that there was more to, to consider, uh, more to discuss. And one of the commitments that uh, Pastor Wendy and I made early on was that we would not hesitate to give you, our church, the whole counsel of God. Meaning we weren't only going to focus on theology and, and doctrines of the church, but we also wanted to teach and tackle sometimes very hard, maybe even controversial subjects. But we also wanted to meet people right where they are. So that the word of God, this antiquated text, could still be relevant to God's people 
today. We wanted to make the Word of God uh, real. We wanted it to be relevant, uh, but we also want the Word of God to be relatable. And we want our congregation to be relational. Come on, Dr. Seuss. That was four R's right there. That was good. I was coming off the dome, too. Freestyle Friday, BET. And, uh, and, so, and, and so it's one of the reasons that the tone and the tenor of what we do is what it is. There are going to be seasons when we get deep into God's word and we tackle Old Testament and New Testament theology, but there are just going to be some times when we need to land right where we are as a church. Hence the series Rhythms. We've investigated what it looks like uh, for God to help us through uh, emotional and, and mental issues. Uh, we also talked about the importance of being good stewards of our bodies, which are the temple of God. We also uh, discovered what it looks like to live with a full cup, uh, a cup that is full of not toxic emotions, but healthy emotions. And then last week, Pastor Wendy and Ilya Golden, I mean, of Amazing Church, yeah, incredible, incredible job <laughs> tackling a very sensitive subject that had to do, well, two subjects really rolled into one that had to do with abuse and addiction and what it looks like to live victoriously over these strongholds in our lives. Well, listen, I was in prayer because I was going to transition into a new sermon series that was going to coincide with our current fall Bible immersion campaign. I was going to begin a series called Viral. I was going to talk about what it looks like when the church goes viral. You know, the early church had this testimony that these men who turned the world upside down have come here also, I believe that should be the testimony of Converge Church, that we, because of God's grace, are not turning the world upside down, but we're turning the world right side up, amen? And, uh, and so I was going to uh, start this new series, and I was in prayer, and I just felt like the Lord was prompting me and tugging on my heart uh, that there was more for us to consider as it relates to finding rest and finding peace for our souls. And in prayer, I felt the Lord impress upon me uh, that there was an opportunity for us to have a conversation over one of those things that is that can be a nagging source of anxiety and uncertainty in our lives, and that is money. Uh, when there's more month at the end of the money, what it looks like when our lives are overtaken and overrun by the strain and the pressure of finances. And so our anchor text has been in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 23, 24, 25. And this is what the scripture says, that our God is able to preserve us, spirit, soul, and body, right? And he is able to sanctify us. The one who called us is faithful. We've talked about what it looked like for God to keep us and preserve us and even heal and restore our spirits, our souls, and even our physical bodies. Uh, but we want to talk tonight, just have an honest, candid conversation. Uh, and I think it's going to minister to those who might find themselves in a place where they have no peace, they have no rest because of the constant nagging of financial pressure. And again, this is going to, let me just say this, this is going to be a grace-filled message, a grace-filled conversation, because everything our God does is redemptive in nature. Regardless of our failures, regardless of our shortcomings, he is the God 
not just of the setback, he's also the God of the comeback. And for some tonight, uh, for some who will hear this message in the days and weeks to come, God is going to use this message as a watershed moment, a defining moment to prepare you for your comeback because everything that God does is redemptive in nature. I'm going to do this uh, uh, in tandem with a dear friend of mine. He's no stranger to Converge Church, and, uh, and he's back with us tonight. First time ministering is your first time hearing from him. Uh, but he, number one, is a uh, devoted Christ follower. Uh, number two, he's an able minister of the gospel. But three, uh, he is a subject matter expert when it comes to finances. He's a financial coach. He's a, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Planner, what's the word? Financial planner, yes, certified financial. Oh, the whole nine yards, like Pastor Wendy says, he's got the LMNOP after his name. Come on, Converge Nation, let's welcome your friend, my friend, our friend, Trabor Bo Powell as he comes. Yeah. Come on, Trabor. Come on down. Make yourself at home uh, as we dive in tonight. Uh, tonight's uh, talk is, is uh, we've, we've titled it, uh, Getting Your Financial House, or Is Your Financial House In or Out of Order? And we're excited to have uh, you here to help us navigate that conversation. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself? I did a bit of an introduction, but tell us a little bit more about who Bo Powell is and what you do. Yeah, thank you so much, uh, Pastor Ray and Pastor Winnie, for being here. I certainly want to honor y'all. Uh, as it's due today, you know, and I just want to celebrate Converge Church first and foremost for appreciating your pastors. You know, the Bible talks about giving honor to those, you know, honoring those who's due. Uh, so I think that's a very special thing that you did. And I also want to just give honor to my lady here, Olivia Bell, who's with me. So thank you so much. But yeah, as Pastor uh, Ray was talking about, I'm a licensed and registered financial coach. Um, what I do is I specialize in helping uh, educate middle-class families in basic financial principles uh, and also helping them to implement the strategies so they can live a life of peace and abundance. That's what I do. Uh, so license and registers mean I'm credentialed to do what I do. So, <laughs> so that's what I, that's me. Absolutely. And I think this is important to have this conversation tonight uh, because of what Jesus said in Luke chapter 16. In Luke 16, verses 9, uh, 10, 11, and 12, Jesus uh, talks about these three qualifiers. I won't go into all three. Well, yes, I will go into all three. First qualifier, he says, how, uh, uh, he says to be faithful in little things, uh, because if we're not faithful in little things, God will not make us rulers over much. So the qualification for more, the litmus test for abundance, more responsibility, more authority is being faithful in little things. First qualifier. Second qualifier, well, let me jump to the third. Third qualifier is if we're not faithful in which that which belongs to someone else, how will God give you what is your own? It's a big deal. Meaning, if you find yourself not being the owner, but involved in something that belongs to someone else, be faithful. Because your faithfulness to what belongs to someone else will determine whether or not God will give you what is your own. Luke chapter 16. Uh, the second, which I'm going last with, is what Jesus said. He said, be faithful with mammon, which means money. Uh, because if we're not faithful with money, uh, material, and financial resources, 
How can God entrust true riches to us? That means in the kingdom economy, money is not even what God considers true riches. It is a test for whether or not he can entrust true riches to us. So the conversation we're having tonight is important because it is a litmus test. It is a qualifier for what God desires to do in each of our lives next. Our faithfulness in little things, our faithfulness with money, and our faithfulness in what belongs to someone else. So Trevor... Listen, uh, where do we start with this conversation? I know sometimes it can be an uncomfortable conversation. Yeah. It's a difficult conversation to have. It is a source of tremendous uh, 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 strife within yeah. relationships and marriages yeah. uh, and, and even individually. Yeah. So as we have this conversation, we already see the priority God has given it in his word. Where do we start as Christ followers? Um, you know, that's a really good question, and I'm, I'm glad you took that route. Um, because you're talking about capacity and volume, you know. And a lot of times we have bought into the idea of getting more. That's our culture. Increase our capacity. But we have not done well with the volume that God has already given us. Because you can have a gallon, but if you haven't handled a cup well, why would you ask for two gallons? And so I think where we start off at is, first of all, is beginning to have the conversation because the reality of it is we're not having the conversations. Mm. Uh, when you look at most people, and I think we can all agree, uh, finances is a, a area of stress for a lot of people. Uh, if you, the, the stats say 90% of people, uh, if we look at the stats, Americans say they have, 90% of Americans say they have stress as it relates to money. So that's right? nine in ten. Nine in ten. Wow. So if you line ten people up on the stage, yeah. nine of them are going to say, hey, man, yeah. we, we're experiencing stress because of money. Because of money. Wow. That's sobering. But here's the deal. But we're not having conversations. Most people who are having financial trouble are not asking for help, first and foremost. Mm. Um, and so if you look at the stats as well, and, you know, 30% of, uh, of the country only 30% of the country uses a financial coach or financial professional to do that. And so a lot of times because of the image, we're image conscious, we don't want to have that conversation. We don't want anybody to know uh, the things, the challenges that we're facing. And, uh, and so we're not talking to each other. I mean, to the financial professionals, but here's the thing, we're not talking to each other either. There's a stat, if you'll put that up for me, is 47% of couples these days, and I'm not trying to paint a grim picture, I'm just, we're going somewhere with this, but 47% of U.S. couples don't even know their partner's credit score. So we're not asking for help from the financial professionals, but we're also not having honest conversations with each other, wow. which ultimately leads to problems in the relationship. Mm. So I think just having the conversation first and foremost, talking about it, yeah. is more than anything. All right, so... You just triggered something. Yeah. Because if, we, if we're going to have the conversation, the assumption yeah. is we're going to have the conversation intelligently. That's right. How do we have a, an intelligent conversation about finances when so many of us are financially illiterate? When the number is so high? How, where, where, where do I want to start? Because you imagine that these are conversations that should start at home. Right. Parents yeah. teaching their children mm -hmm. how to mon manage money well. However, parents... Haven't learned Come on now. how to manage money well, <laughs> right? right? So, so, so uh, there's a huge deficit when it comes to financial literacy. Right. So I, I really want you to take us A, B, C, yeah. 
and, and, and walk us through. Uh, for instance, you mentioned that people are embarrassed. And one of the reasons we're embarrassed, many people are embarrassed, is because uh, of the ignorance that many have around finances. Yeah. And when I say ignorance, it's not meant to be a derogatory term. It right. just you means don't I don't know. Okay? I don't know. And so uh, walk us through that. Well, I think, you know, the Bible says, Jesus says, which of you who intends to build a house doesn't first count up the cost, lest he first establishes it and he doesn't finish the work? But how do you even know what things cost unless you talk to someone who can properly help you assess it? So I think if you're going to have those conversations and you don't know, then you need to talk with someone who can help you to analyze it. Like you said, Pastor Wendy, if you go to a mechanic, if, if he opens up a hood, you wouldn't know what to, what to say under there. However... When it comes to finance, it's the same thing. A financial professional can help you to begin to understand where to look, where your shortfalls are, where the things that you really need to work on. That's, That's where it all starts. So if you're having a conversation with somebody who doesn't know, it's the blind leading the blind. Very good. There you go. So start with someone who knows what they're talking about, a financial professional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Walk us through. Say someone comes in mm -hmm. and... Uh, they, they don't know what to do. What they do know is I can't continue down this road, right? right? They've reached their wit's end, and they want to make changes for the better. They want to plan for the future. Right. Uh, listen, here it is. They want to be more intentional than impulsive. Right. They want to be on purpose. They want to be deliberate, not impulsive. Here it is. They want to be more responsible than Reckless. So somebody gets to that point in their thinking and say, you know what, I, I, I'm not going to live like this anymore. And they walk into your office. Where do you take them? Where do you start? Um, well, first of all, you got to identify where you want to go. Okay. Right? And so if you're trying to go somewhere, where are you trying to get to? But I think everybody wants to be financially independent, financially free. But now the question is, where are you right now? Right. And so we first got to analyze where you are. Where are you right now? It's like if I were trying to get to your house and I didn't know how to get there, the first question you're going to ask me, Pastor Ray, is what? Where are you? Where are you? So let's look at where you are. You know, where are you? How bad is it? You know, you got to look at it first. And then once we have first established where you are, then we can develop a strategy on how to get you to where you want to go. Gotcha. But most people sometimes don't even know where they need to get to. Gotcha. Um, the majority of people that I sit down with when it comes to retirement, have absolutely no clue how much money it's going to take for them to retire. Mm -hmm. You think about this, how many, how many of y'all like to travel? I would dare guess none of y'all would ever go on a vacation and not be financially prepared to go on that vacation. Nobody would ever do that. But do you know the longest vacation that we'll ever be on is a vacation called retirement? Wow. So true. And most times we spend more time planning a summer trip then we will a 25 to 30 year vacation called retirement. So we first got to begin to establish some of those things about where are you, where, do you, where are you going, what is it going to look like when you get there, and based on what you're doing right now, are you on track or are you falling short? Yeah. And then once we know where you are, we can start to make adjustments. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about where you are. Yeah. Because you walk into a hotel room, right? Yeah. On the back of that hotel room door, is going to have a, a, a diagram of the hotel, and it's going to have in red letters, you are here. You are here matters because it shows you how you can successfully and safely exit 
where you are in case of an emergency. Mm -hmm. So let's imagine okay. everybody in this room, everybody, is facing a, it's in an emergency situation financially, okay? Uh, can you walk us through what they should do first sequentially? And when I say that, when I say that, I'm talking about people turning their lives around from moving from not enough to abundance. So if people are already in a situation where it's like, man, I'm grinding, uh, but I just don't have enough. So this person is gainfully employed. They have a job, uh, but they're so overwhelmed by the current needs, what they have to deal with now, they can't even begin to start planning, at least mentally, for what's next. It's like, man, I'm drowning now. I ain't thinking about my 35-year retirement or, or whatever. So, so walk us through, if it's sequential, if there's such a thing, uh, the, the, the next steps. If, if someone's overwhelmed, or do they need to sell their car, sell their house, uh, yeah. get a cheaper apartment, sell the car, get a junky car, so every penny goes towards it. Walk us through. Imagine everybody in this room yeah. is financially illiterate. Yeah, so um, every situation is different. Um, I think the, the challenge, what most cases, what needs to happen first is a decision has to be made. There needs to be a mental shift first. Um, because getting financial free is a journey. Uh, it's a journey that you be on, uh, that you go on. So first of all, where's the bleeding? Where's it hurting you? You know, all of those things are at play. And the thing about it is where we have to adjust our mentalities more than anything is to not care about what people think. Um, that's probably the biggest thing is, okay, if I have to scale back and we have to sell the house or sell the car, most times people are not willing to do these because they're worried about what other people think. And so you really have to pull back. The Bible says to compare yourself to others is unwise. And so you have to be willing to do whatever it takes to make the adjustments so we can start putting the things in place. So, I mean, sometimes if you need more money, well, how do you get that? You know, so... <laughs> Hold that thought yeah, right. real quick. That's yeah. a good thought. Yeah. How do we get more money? That's yeah. important. But I hope y'all caught what, what uh, Bo said. First thing you do is identify the source of the bleeding mm -hmm. and then stop the bleeding. Mm -hmm. For each of us, the source of our bleeding is going to be different because everybody in this room got what they like, right? And so for some people, it is spending money uh, disproportionately on this thing or that thing or that thing or that thing. And if that's going to turn around, the mindset shift has to be able, first of all, identify, man, what's the source of the bleeding? Is it the house? Is it the clothes? Is it the designer labels? What is it that's bleeding? In fact, there was one young lady who was a part of our church, and she posted one time, she said, listen, I just went through a complete financial overhaul, and what I realized was the previous year, that she has spent $2,500 on Starbucks. Just coffee alone. $2,500. Now, take that $2,500 and put it in something long-term and just let it sit there. Because a lot of times, I, I don't have it. I don't, I, I don't have But $2,500 that year went to coffee alone. So identify and stop the bleeding. Go ahead. Yeah, so that's it. And so... Um, Budgets. Budgets are not a bad word. And so many times when I sit down with people, a lot of people don't know where the money's going. We just get it, we spend it, 
And at the end of the month, we're like, okay, where did my money go? So where is it bleeding at? Where is it hurting at? If you go to a doctor, the first thing they do is says, where's it hurting at? Well, I don't know. My whole body's hurting. <laughs> so let's look at an x-ray. Let's see where the inflammation is. Once you stop that, then we can start making adjustments when it comes to those things. But once you start to make adjustments financially, now you have to put the right things in place to get you to where you need to go. So once we stop the bleeding, okay, based on where you are, this is where we're going to start at. And so when you start putting your financial house in order, one of the first things you have to look at is, if we can pull up the slide about the financial house, the first thing you have to look at is protection management. Good. Is all of us, let me just ask, most people would say their greatest asset would probably be their house or something like that. But actually your greatest asset is your ability to earn income. What pays for the house? What pays for the car? What pays for kids' education? So you've got to put some things in place to protect that income if you do not have enough cash if something were to happen to you. So life insurance is the best thing to do. And having the right kind of life insurance is what you need right there. So, but also not that, but also legal uh, estate planning. Mm -hmm. Do you have a will? Mm -hmm. Can you protect the assets when you're not here? Have you given instructions from the grave when you pass away? That's also part of your protection management strategy as well. And so that's and huge. Okay, so hold on a second because that represents a paradigm shift for most people. Right. Because if somebody's drowning, they're probably not thinking about life insurance. That's right. It's like, okay, how do I pay this next bill? You're saying your most valuable asset is your life itself, your ability to earn income. So protect that's that. That's correct. So as you budget, mm -hmm. An important, would you say a non-negotiable line item in that budget? Is life insurance. It's life insurance. So, uh, out of, listen, just recently, I started saying to myself, listen, let me just sit down and see all these subscriptions that I'm paying for that I ain't even using. Yep. It doesn't seem like a whole lot. It's $3.99 here, $5.99 there, $7.99 there to watch Hulu and Disney and ESPN. And what we don't realize is... If you were to take all these little expenses and roll them into something meaningful and long-term, you will have the money you thought you didn't have. That's correct. Let me tell you, can I, can I just say this? Go I'm going to go we, Bible we on you. I'm going to go Bible <laughs> on you. One of the things we miss about the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000 is that after everyone was fed and full, listen to me, this is 5,000 men, not counting the women and children. So if you do all the math, it's close to 20,000 people that were fed on that day. After they were all fed and full, go back and read the, 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 the gospel account. Jesus told the disciples, listen to what he said, go and gather the scraps. Listen to me, this was the fish that Jesus had provided. This was the bread that Jesus had provided that everyone was leaving in the field because they were full. And Jesus told the disciples, go gather all the scraps. And when they gathered the scraps, anybody remember how much they walked away with? Twelve baskets full. And so what Trabor is advising us to do is stop the bleeding. Because you are leaving scraps behind that you don't realize are your 12 baskets of surplus. I said surplus because they were already fed and full. 
And most of us are satisfied, say, oh, every bill is paid. And we miss the fact that, hold up, here's a crumb here, here's a crumb there, here's a crumb there, and if I gather all those scraps, I can walk away with 12 baskets full, and all of a sudden, I've got a line item called life insurance, called retirement that I thought I didn't have. Stop the bleeding, but I begin to identify the scraps that you're leaving on the table. It's a big deal. It is a big, big deal. All right, sorry. And also an emergency fund is to start putting those things in place. When you start looking at an emergency fund, that's one of the three basic accounts you should have, an emergency fund, where you have at least three to six months of expenses there. So when it does happen, if you do so get to a point. expenses. Expenses, I, I, three months of living expenses, what it takes to keep the house going. Not to fund, you know, any type of ex, uh, extraneous uh, activities or anything. Just what does it take to keep the house going? Three to six months, at least three months for an emergency fund. So the next time an emergency hits, you've got money there. Um, that's so the foundation. That would include what it costs for your house, your utilities, yep. your car, car insurance, gas, food, all of that, multiplied times three yeah. or multiplied times six. That's what you should be sitting. That should be out there in case you lose your job or whatever. You yeah. can live for six months, three to six months. Absolutely. Yeah. So emergency funds for anything that you may need, zero to two years. Any type of emergency, something breaks down, something happens in the house, you need at least three to six months there for short-term stuff. This is where you're not investing. This is something that you can have in your local bank or anything like that. That emergency fund needs to be there. But let me just kind of back up. It really goes back to that decision to make change. That's the biggest deal is most people, you got to make that decision that I'm going to start dedicating money to my financial house. That's where it starts because you won't make the cuts. You won't do the necessary things to sustain it long term until you've made a hard decision that change has to happen. Now, once you put that in place, one of the biggest things that keep people from being able to save, invest, take care of their families is debt. The Bible says, oh, no man but to love him. But debt has become such a big part of our culture, and it's eating us alive. It's eating our, college, our kids' education. It's eating up our livelihoods. Right? If you look at the state of debt right now, uh, the stats say about every family, every household has about 134000 plus worth of debt, and about 7000 some stats say about 9000 almost 10000 is debt alone. But a biggest thing, this is credit card debt, any type of debt, credit card debt, um, but one of the biggest areas of debt that we're not talking about is student loan debt. Everybody got some of that. Everybody, right? Hopefully, right? Mostly everybody has that, right? It's student loan debt, which is right now $1.7 trillion, wow. and the cost of college is going up three times hot faster than inflation at this point. Wow. And so, three times faster than inflation. Three times faster than inflation. Wow. So when we start having these debt conversations, we also have to begin to think about strategies and how we think about how we educate our kids. You know, do they have to go to a four-year school immediately, or do they go to community college first and then transition? So you got to get the debt out the way. Uh, and this is, this is any type of debt, house, everything. We need to talk about getting that stuff paid off quicker okay. sooner than later. Mm -hmm. Very good. So because I'm a pastor and I, and I do this, I know that there's no such thing as over-communication. Repetition right. is key. Yeah. So mindset shift, I make the decision first. Yep. I'm not going to live like this anymore. The next thing I tackle is my foundation. My foundation. Which is protection management. Prote life insurance. Life insurance. To protect me. 
Exactly. And, and so that if something were to happen to me, God forbid, mm -hmm. my family, people I love would be taken care of. Next thing, yep. three to six months worth of savings. Mm -hmm. And then the third thing is debt management. Debt management. Okay. So, so the protection management, that's your foundation. If we can pull up that financial house. And so it's just like any house. The foundation has to be sound if it's going to hold up has to be sound. Anybody's ever built a house, you know you have that foundation inspected probably one or two times or three times sometimes before that house is built. So this is the most important thing. And when it comes to your life insurance, it doesn't need to be on your job only. And that's where most people tend to put all their faith in is that is, but here's the thing, when you pass away and all you have is job insurance, right. once you pass away, then they see if you qualify to, qualify to get paid. So you got to have your own personal stuff and have the right kind. Then the second priority is debt management. And then the third priority is now savings management, retirement investing, right? Now, you may say, how can I do all this at once? Well, you just start where you are. If you've got $100 that you can say, man, Bo, I've got $100 or $200, you just start where you are, and we have strategies that can help you eliminate debt without spending an extra penny than what you're currently doing. It's called debt stacking. But again, it makes a commitment that I'm going to stop the bleeding, I'm going to stop buying, and starting to put the strategies in place to get that debt knocked out. Because once the car is paid off, once the credit cards are paid off, once everything's paid off, then we've got more money to dedicate to saving, retirement, college education, all kinds of things will be available. And so save enough for retirement, which is your first priority when it comes to saving and investing, not your cut, cut, uh, kid's college. Say that one more time. Your first priority when it comes to saving and investing is your retirement, not your kid's education. That's the second priority because there are scholarships, there are grants, there's all kinds of things that are available. There are no scholarships for retirement. Say that one more time. There are no scholarships, no grants. There's nothing for retirement, and chances are um, Social Security may not be there when you get there. And so, really, the responsibility now falls on our shoulders uh, when it comes to getting our finances in order. And then also, once you have those things in place, then we start thinking about your goals and dreams. But, so the challenge, though, that happens when it comes to saving and investing is something that you talked about in previous ser uh, services, mm -hmm. is that no is a complete sentence. It is, Dr. It's a complete sentence. Uh, so here's the deal. The Bible, sa the Bible says is withhold not good, to someone when it's in your power to do it. Well, the question is, is, is it in your power to do it? Mm. Well, if my emergency fund is not funded, mm. and if my uh, short-term fund is not funded, and I'm falling way short on my wealth building, well, I may have something in there, but I ain't got it for you. I don't have the extra to be able to give to you. I don't have the power to do it for you right now mm. because I have to get my own house in order. Yeah. And so that's so, the next thing. So mm -hmm. what you're saying is, Everybody <laughs> need to put on the mask first. Exactly. <laughs> before you put the mask on. And that's what they tell us on the plane. Exactly. So you're saying put your mask on first. Put your mask on first. Got it. Okay, let me ask you this, though. Mm -hmm. Okay, because, uh, again, these are thoughts rolling around my mm -hmm. mind. Uh, I love what you shared about the foundation and just how to approach this thing sequentially, right? Because mm -hmm. that's how you eat the elephant one bite at a time. Any thoughts about multiple streams of income, right? Absolutely. Because if you, if you got that one stream there you go. and you maxed out that stream, okay, I got, I, you know, I've got to do all these different things, but that's just that one stream. Uh, talk to us about that, the importance of multiple streams, active, passive income. Yeah. Uh, how, how do you, 
is, is that a, even an option at this point or Absolutely. not yet? Absolutely. Okay. That's, that's, and so even though we're, we're looking at them sequentially, you have to be able to walk and chew bubblegum at the same time. And so we're look, once we analyze those things, we can say, okay, these are the areas we need to hit, so what are our options here? And so having an extra stream of income, it's a necessity at this point for many people because most times when people find out they're falling short, now the question is, how do I fund my shortfalls? So I've got to figure out ways to make extra money, right? Can it, maybe it's real estate for you. Maybe it's you know, some type of a product that you can sell uh, part-time. Maybe it's a part-time job. There's all kinds of things that are available for you um, to begin to fund that, but that's also part of your building your house strategy. Uh, having too much income will never be a problem, right? right? You'd rather have more than what you need than not enough. Right? And so that is also part of building your financial house is making sure there's income management too. Managing the income you already have, but also if there's a possibility, how can I get more coming in? Got it. And once we get more coming in, how can we allocate it to different areas? Very good. Yeah. All right, keep it going. What, you, yeah. what else you got for us? So, so, so let's just talk about, we talked about um, life insurance. So I want to give you some solutions and kind of educate you. I'm big on education first and foremost. We believe if we educate someone, they, can, they will be empowered to make their own decisions. And so when you start looking at life insurance, there's only two types of life insurance that you can have. You've got cash value, and this is a big source of, of, of contention uh, amongst things. When you get cash value, you get term life insurance, right? So once you put that foundation in place, if you look at the differences, you buy life insurance the same way you buy anything else. If you look, listen to Dave Ramsey, Susie Orman, they'll tell you, make sure you have some low-cost term insurance in place, because when you, look at, when you look at whole life insurance, universal life, cash value life insurance, you end up paying a high premium for low coverage. And the selling point is, is that you'll have cash, but what they don't tell you is, is when you pass away, they keep the cash. And so what you do is you buy term insurance and then you invest. See, most life insurance agents are not investment licensed, so they can't give you the property, so they're gonna sell you what they have and what they get paid the most money on. And so once you invest, if you see the, stat, uh, the slide up there, if you look at the difference in cost, you've got one couple, we've got $100,000 worth of coverage, they're, they're paying $225 a month, by the time they get to age 65, they'd have 78,000, but if they would've took that same 225 and bought term insurance, they would've got a half a million dollars worth of coverage, invested it, and now would've had close to $300,000 by the time they got to retirement, and if they would have passed away, they would have gotten both. So that's one thing you put in place. Now with the debt, uh, with the debt, we talked about debt stacking. You can take the same money that you're currently spending, and we give you a strategy. You take a strategy on how to pay your bills in a different way to get your debt paid off, um, and save thousands upon thousands in interest. And then when it comes to investing, there's three basic accounts that you need. We talked about the emergency fund. This can be at your local bank or money market, so you may need to get with the, uh, your financial professional, and they can set you up a money market so you can't touch it. If you need the money, you can't just go grab it at the bank, go to the ATM. If you put it in the money market, you may have to wait two to three days. So hopefully that can kind of, while you're growing, you can, it'll kind of stay, stay you off before you start touching it. Um, and then you have your short term. Your short term, this is where you won't need this money for maybe the next three years, three to five years. And this is when you can start looking at investing. Now, I can't talk a whole lot about investing because I can't make it seem like a solicitation, but I will tell you this, right? If 
the reason that when you start looking at short term and they say three to five years is that now you have the ability to um, leverage the ups and downs of the market, right? If you are investing, so a short-term fund can be in, in some type of investment, meaning the market, right? Now, I don't want you guys to be afraid of the market, right? Because there are ways that you can leverage the market. See, most of us have been taught that if we invest in the market that we're going to lose all our money. And that's absolutely not the case if you are what we call diversified. Ecclesiastes says, hey, throw your bread on the water, right? Divide it up seven or eight times. In due time, you're going to reap a harvest. He said, but you need to diversify it because you don't know what kind of calamity, to, calamity that you're going to run into. And so if you're well diversified, then investing's not that scary. And so one of the big, great things that you can invest in is something called mutual funds. Y'all heard of that before? Mutual funds, right? Uh, the right type of mutual funds can do that, help you diversify. But then when you start getting to your wealth building account, this is your retirement stuff. And so I will say the, the farther you are away from needing money, then the more assertive that you can be in your investing. The closer you are to needing the cash is the more conservative that you need to be. That's why your emergency account needs to be in your uh, in a savings account or checking account or savings account or bank, some type of bank or anything like that. And so, and then once we get those things in place, they can start looking at college. You've got 529 plans. You've got all kinds of things you can do. There's all types of retirement that you can do in addition to your 401k. Um, outside of that, IRAs, you have those things in place. I see some people nodding, right? And then you start looking at how do you fund the shortfalls, right? And there's, again, all kinds of ways you can do that. And so that's the order of priority. Pastor Ray. All right. Very good. No, fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, extremely helpful. I know this is a lot of information. Right. Uh, for some, it may seem overwhelming. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a lot like what Pastor Wendy said. You know, the mechanic pops the hood. Right. You see all these things in there, and you don't know where to start. Right. right? That's where having a coach or someone to help you navigate uh, the journey, that's where it, it, it matters. Okay? Right. Uh, as we close, because I'm looking at the time now, mm -hmm. um, just a word of encouragement, a word of reassurance uh, to the people. Because, again, there might be some uh, who are, man, in a good place. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we can always do better. Yeah. Uh, but there are some who are in a very hard place yeah. and uh, just need to, to come to that place where they make the decision. Uh, yeah. for, but, but just a, a, a final word of encouragement. Because I want, people to, I want us to give people hope. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and I want people to know that this is possible. Yeah, it's absolutely yeah. possible. And so it doesn't matter where you are financially, whether you are making, try, living month to month, it doesn't matter where you are. You just start. And you start. There have been people in, in I mean, you, you, would, you wouldn't imagine the things that we see when my clients come and sit down with me. Um, so I don't want you to feel like you're alone. A lot of times when you're having financial struggles, you think it's only you. But I will tell you that um, over 40% of the people who live paycheck to paycheck are making six figures plus every single year. So everybody has financial challenges. Some people are just better. They just have it at a higher level so you can't see it, right? So there is hope for wherever you are. And wherever you are right now, you start where you are with whatever you have. And God says if you're faithful over that little bit, he will bless you. Much. And so how do you bite an elephant? One bite at a time. You just work yourself out of it. You put the right things in place. And slowly but surely, you'll find yourself seeing the light of day, all right, just because you're just you're steady. 
It's the diligent hand that bears rule. It's the diligent hand that should be made fat. It's the consistency that makes the difference. And so once you put those things in place, once you start making those change, you may be only able, uh, you may only be able to do just one step. I can do this one step right now, right? And as things clear up, we'll implement this step. So it's a journey. And you start on that journey, and two years ago, three years ago, but next thing you know, man, things have changed for you, right? And now you can start getting the things that you want to get, buying the house that you want to get, but then making sure you do those things right. So I know for us, um, we'd love to talk with you. It doesn't cost anything to sit down. I'm putting a shameless plug in. hope you don't mind, <laughs> Pastor Ray. Um, uh, but it doesn't cost my clients anything to meet with me. Um, free consultation. It's free consultation, right? It doesn't cost my clients anything. I'm paid by the companies I represent um, with that. And so having uh, a complimentary financial needs analysis, that's a no cost to each and every one of you. Um, Olivia will be at the back. Um, if you have, do you, if you want to have a consultation, we can definitely uh, schedule that. There's just some information we'll need from you. But I also want to offer everyone um, just a free How Money Works book. Um, a free How Money Works book. It has all the principles that we teach. There's a lot. Uh, I know it seems like a lot, but it's really simple. It's just not easy. It's just not easy because it requires. So if you'll at least give your name and your email address, we'll email you. Uh, I didn't have time to order hard copies, but we definitely will email you how money works books. Um, so you'll have these principles. And it talks about cr the credit traps and things you need to avoid. There's a whole lot of stuff in there um, with that. And so, but I just want to encourage you, there is hope for you. There is hope for you, right? I know it may not look good. I know it may not even feel good, right? But just know that God is with you and that he's concerned about your finances. And he said he takes pleasure in the prospect of your ser his servant. And the Bible also says, he says, that he wants you to be enriched. He wants you to be enriched so you can be generous on every single occasion without hesitation. So just understand that not only are we for you, your pastors are for you, that God is for you and he wants you to win financially. Amen. Um, Were you encouraged tonight with what Trevor shared? Amen. This is where I want to close because I want to leave you with hope. Let's put this verse on the screen. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse number 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 8. The actual scripture. All right. This is what it says. And our God is able to make all grace abound toward us. That, should I wait? Okay. That God is able to make all grace abound toward us. That we having all sufficiency in all things may abound unto every good work. That's where God wants us to live and his grace will do it he'll give us the grace to do it that we may abound unto every good work and sometimes it looks like taking very practical steps sometimes it looks like saying no sometimes it looks like making sacrifices uh, so that you can live like nobody else in Jesus name let's pray let's pray amen oh thanks for the applause the the single golf clap that was very reassuring no I'm teasing Amen. One more time, let's show our love for Trevor Powell. And so, Father, we come to you now in the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you that you are concerned with every area of our lives. And, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that what we share tonight would be the beginning 
of a turning point in all of our lives. Father, for those who have already made these decisions and are seeing the fruit of it, Lord, we pray and we ask you to continue to bless their stewardship and their diligence, God. And as you do, we thank you, Lord, that through them you will extend your kingdom. But Father, for those who need to come along, for those who need to think differently about finances and stewardship and generosity, for those who need to get their financial house in order, God, I thank you that you are a gracious God and that, God, you will do for them what you did for Hezekiah uh, in his lowest moment when he thought that all was lost. You gave him 15 more years to set his house in order. I just sense the grace of God right now in this moment. And I hear the word of the Lord say that the rest of your life will be the best of your life. That your former failures, your former missteps will no longer keep you bound. That what you thought would destroy you, that what you thought would be your undoing, God will use. God will use. God will use for your good and ultimately his glory. So Father, I thank you tonight for your supernatural grace. I just sense the grace of God right now lifting all doubt, lifting all sense of desperation over your, the minds and the hearts of your people that God, you're bringing your people out. You're bringing your people out. You're bringing your people out. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen and amen. Come on, stand with us. And we pray that the Lord will bless you, converge, and keep you. That the Lord will make his face shine upon you. And that he will be gracious to you. Come on, somebody. Receive that. That the Lord will be gracious to you. And that the Lord will lift his countenance upon you. And he will give you peace. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. God bless you. We'll see you next week. impacted by today's message, we would love to hear from you. Maybe today's sermon was exactly what you needed to hear, or you prayed the prayer of salvation for the first time. If so, we would love to send you some information to help you kickstart your relationship with God. Or if you want more information on how to join our virtual family, email us at info at weareconverged.com. If you would like to partner with us financially, you can do so online safely and securely at www.weareconverged.com give. You can also text 77977, type in Converge Give in the dollar amount. You can also find all of this information on our mobile app. Simply open your app or Play Store, search Converge Church Plano, and download the app. It's that easy. Thank you again for joining us for today's worship experience. We look forward to staying connected with you.